Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than sending out baby's first Christmas cards featuring a Photoshop picture of you and baby Yoda. I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Tabitha. Sorry, I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> and Pickett. Hey, hey. Pickett's, Pickett's back in our lives, guys. I, I am. Woo! I'm so happy. <laughs> And I'm so happy to not have technical difficulties. Well, we still have, kind of have technical well, difficulties. Well, let me rephrase. But... I'm so happy not to have technical difficulties that make the show sound like crap. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, um, I finally, I've only watched like the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. And yeah, that that Baby Yoda is legit. I, really... would, I would give my life for Baby Yoda. I, I have still yet to... Um, uh, I still yet to start The Mandalorian, but I very much intend. My, my Megan even wants to watch it. She's like, "We really need to watch this. I have really good things." And I'm like, "Oh, yes." I think we're only one behind. Yeah. The fourth one came out last week. Mm-hmm. Five comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now we're only one behind. I'm I'm slightly Netflix yes. spoiled, so so I'm I'm having a lot of struggle with the the whole waiting, waiting, oh. <laughs> not being able to binge. Yeah. Well, you could just do what I do and like just wait until the entire season's out and then... No, because you know what happens to them, Mitch? Then I'm eight seasons behind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And then it's like, ah, do I want to do this? Or also you get spoiled on something big. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh, that has happened so many times. You know the worst time for me that has happened, though? Uh, Endgame. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I accidentally caught the Spider-Man trailer that didn't have Tom Holland at the beginning saying, hey, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't oh, watch no. this. Oh, no. Somebody cut that out. And oh. so I start watching and I'm like, wait, what? 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 No. Oh. And it was just the worst. Oh. So yeah, that was the thing. <clears throat> so speaking of trailers, we're going to get started with gut reaction because we had a few big trailers that came out this week. Uh, the first one uh, came out earlier today and it's uh, it's Mulan. So, like, uh, I was actually, I was kind of digging the tone of this trailer. Um, I know it's something that you've said, specifically, Matt, with, like, some of these other movies that Disney is, like, making, like, a live-action version of, Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't deviate too far from the original version. And I feel like, even though, like, I never saw the original Mulan, I feel like this does. It's it's got a very different feel to it. Um, So, yeah, so I'm totally cool with this. I Again, I don't know if I'm ever going to see this one either, but I thumbs up, totally. Pick it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up too. Um, I I'm kind of losing the appall the appall the appeal of uh, <laughs> the appeal of the live action remakes mm. because I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. I loved Aladdin. Lion King was, eh. um, and so I was I was kind of excited to see this trailer not be like a carbon copy. Yeah, tap them. Um, I'm gonna go thumb sideways because I was not the biggest fan of the animated Mulan. But the thing that I loved about the animated Mulan was the songs, and now we have no songs, and I am bummed. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I I, can't watch Mulan and not want to defeat the Huns. Like, I just, I can't do it. So, <laughs> sideways. Matt. Um, I have not seen the original Mulan. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Where do we start? It's a long list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having not seen the original and yes, I am for the most part against these live action remakes because so far they have essentially been shot for shot, scene for scene. And I don't have anything to compare this one to, but just the overall feel of this trailer doesn't really feel like a kid's Disney movie. Um, but it is very interesting. It looks really cool. Um, so I'm going to go thumbs up on this one. Big, let's start with you and Black Widow. Black Widow. Uh, this trailer was super cool. I did not know what to expect from it, um, but it is a huge thumbs up. I'm very excited about this film. Tabitha. Um, I love a backstory, which we're getting like glimpses of in the beginning of this trailer, and I love Scarlett Johansson, and I love Black Widow. Like, I just I can't figure out what's not to love about this. Um, also, David Harbour, out of nowhere. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? So I just am sad that I have to wait. So thumbs up. Matt, when David Harbour put the suit on, he's like, it fits! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a fantastic moment. I can't wait to see how he plays into this whole thing. And while it kind of feels like a little bit like Red Sparrow, it feels a little bit like female James Bond, it's still definitely Marvel, still definitely Black Widow. It looks fantastic. Thumbs up. I'm going to give this a mostly thumbs up, but a little bit thumb sideways. Um, Three quarter? Yeah. So like, 
the the trailer i mean yeah it <laughs> looks really loose the rules of that reaction <laughs> well you know <laughs> um for me like the trailer itself looks looks badass i'm excited to see the movie i understand that it's a backstory i get that it takes place before the events mm. of infinity war and it really before a lot of the events that we've seen but for me i feel like with this movie like either it should have come out before endgame or or Black Widow should have survived the survived yeah. the movie because for me I feel like getting Black Widow a year after her the character's death cheapens that death even though this takes place beforehand. I, mean, I talked to a good friend of mine about it because he asked me if I'd seen it yet, and uh, he, he his his thoughts were kind of the same that it's it's kind of a moot point because we already know where she ends up, right. so why now? Which right. I do kind of understand, but. Yeah. You know, that being said, I, I agree with your 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 grading of this. Yeah. This. Like I said, thumbs up, but like, eh, yeah. eh. It's like an A minus B plus. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> also, does this confirm that Jim Hopper ended up in Russia? <laughs> I, mean, I think so, yes. <laughs> Tabitha. Oh Tabitha, let's go No Time to Die. I will never not want more James Bond movies, and I will always want more Daniel Craig doing whatever, watching paint dry, whatever. Um, (laughs) So my only beef with this is this trailer looks a little more story and a little less blow shit up than I normally like out of my Bond movies. And that's kind of messing with me a little bit. And I'm not like, "Mm," like, I like some story, but I don't want like, there was like a little mushy element to this trailer. And I was kind of like, okay. Is this like James Bond, the romantic days or something? Oh, I'm so, going to watch it because James Bond, but... So you're saying you want a little less talk and a lot more action? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. A little <laughs> less conversation out of you would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the end of the trailer with the headlight guns, which has always been my James Bond oh. weakness, I was like, I like made right. the sound at my desk at work, it's fine. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going very enthusiastic thumbs up, but if they over like storyline this, I'm going to be pissed so i also have a three quarters of a thumb (laughs) matt you kind of have a three quarters thumb anyways (laughs) (laughs) she had to think about whether she's gonna shame me or not no i thought about if i was gonna hit you with the bell or ring it (laughs) if you had hit it with it would it still count as a shame yes because it still it would have rang (laughs) it definitely would have rang um I mean, this is this is James Bond. This is fantastic. The only thing I will say is, in concern about the being more story based, like this is just the first trailer. So I feel like we're gonna get another. We're gonna get another trailer, and I feel like that trailer is probably gonna have more of the action elements. This is gonna kind of this one kind of introduces us to what's going on and why we are where we are. Um, but it's James Bond and it's Daniel Craig, so absolute thumbs up. Uh, for me, this was about what I expected from a Bond trailer. I didn't dislike it, but I've never been a huge Bond fan to begin with, so it didn't get me really excited for it, but eh, it's a thumb sideways. Pick it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go thumb sideways as well. Um, I'm going to need to see a little more before I can really... I, I really enjoyed the last Bond film and with what they did with that. Um and uh, I'm I'm excited to see where it's going to go, and I'm also very excited to see that we still have a Daniel Craig James Bond. Yeah. Uh, closing out uh, our trailer preview review, whatever I don't know, Matt uh, Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, this looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I loved the first season with Jodie Whittaker as a Doctor. Super excited to see where they take her, where the TARDIS goes, where Team TARDIS happens to end up um i like the fact that we're getting some of the classic monsters back which i knew that they like they did what one classic monster last season i mean for the new year special yeah Yeah. um and they're doing kind of did that to separate her to let like introduce her um i'm excited to see basically how this all plays out so a huge thumbs up and also with this trailer, we got a release date. Uh, the It will premiere on New Year's Day. So I need for it to be New Year's Day, like right friggin' now. Um, I also like, I kind of get this feeling that at the very end when she's talking about, like when she's saying, oh, you fancy a trip in the box, mm-hmm. which sounds like a bad pickup line, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like she's talking to somebody that we've met before, whether it's a previous companion or something like that. I feel like it's somebody who's familiar with the TARDIS. And if that's the case, I'm really excited for that as well. Pick it. I just want to see Captain Jack back. Just saying. That'd be amazing. I mean, same. Anyways. Which also... Quick aside, yeah, and he's, we'll come back he's to that. broken. Yeah, like, yes. and, and yeah. none of us thought to bring this up. Yeah, well, like, I don't want to talk about it just in case. <laughs> but didn't like bring bad. Didn't danger. surgery like go well and everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But he had like what, like a broken neck or yeah. like a severe it, like, neck injury uh, or something like that. Like the vertebrae that connects your neck to your like whatever the thing that holds your brain in was like skull. Yeah, no, like, the, <laughs> the thing at the top of your. I don't know. I read the article. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> um, so, anyway, pick it. Back to Doctor Who. Uh, but Doctor Who, yeah, thumbs up. I, I am so far behind with Doctor Who, but I'm amazed at how many times I see trailers and still get really excited about it. Um, I'm still, you know, early Peter Capaldi. Uh, I just, I haven't had... Not that far behind. Not that far behind, but I mean, I you're feel... missing you're missing the best of Peter Capaldi. I, I, I know it. I, I've heard. I mean, when he comes out playing the guitar on the tank... That might be the epitome of Capaldi's oh. Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> I only got two hours of sleep last night, but I'm probably going to go and watch Doctor Who now. <laughs> Tabitha. Um, I'm only a few episodes into this, and if someone would have told me that there were like historical references and they kind of time travel sometimes, I would have watched this a long, long time ago. And the thing I picked up in this trailer, even though I'm like super, super far behind, like way further than you, pick it. Was that Nikolai Tesla? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, hello, what are you doing here? Like, I just, th- that's what I noticed. I noticed the person playing Nikolai Tesla. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is like every once in a while during the series, he does interact with not just in history, but famous historical characters. Uh, my favorite would be uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, the Van Gogh mm, episode? That yeah. episode mm-hmm. Well, see, the only history day. episode that I've seen is the episode that I had to stop watching the show because of. Which is when she goes back in the past. Oh, yeah. And so I had to quit because I didn't get warned about that episode. So I have not continued going because <clears throat> I'm afraid and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like every Doctor Who fan right? in yeah. the beginning anyway. <laughs> it's I, I think it's every Doctor Who fan all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, Tabitha, let's uh, become Elizabeth. Um, so Stars Network is developing a TV show based on the younger years of Elizabeth I. This is something new and fresh because most of the time when we see Queen Elizabeth uh, portrayed in films and books and television shows, it is either super old lady like Judy Dench, Queen Elizabeth, or like middle-aged, recently on the throne, Queen Elizabeth. This is going to be her younger years, growing up, you know, obviously without her mother and, you know, being shuttered back and forth between you are a princess, you aren't a princess, you're going to become queen, you're not going to become queen. So this is something that I, as a huge Tudor nerd, am super looking forward to. Tudor period things on TV networks tend to have super bad, like, big issues for me, um, mostly in costuming not being accurate or language not being accurate or I'm I'm looking for something that doesn't exist basically when this this happens like I want to feel like I'm there and they <laughs> slut everything up so as long as they don't <laughs> they do they do and it makes me so angry like I want accurate costuming and accurate like I want things to be more accurate so everything that I've read about this so far is People talking about how much more accurate that it is, like, as a period drama, which makes me super excited. Um, the show is being written and created by Anya Reese, which is good, because the last time someone tried to do a Queen Elizabeth thing, it was a man, and he slutted it up, because that's <laughs> what you do. So I am very hesitant, but excited. So, thumb sideways-ish. Matt? I mean, I don't really history. I don't really tutor. Um... <laughs> I'm not smart enough for that. <clears throat> not to egg. tutor your own. That was, that was an English oh. joke. Oh. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> um, you chose this life. <laughs> did I? Though? I, don't, I don't remember that. I yeah, mean, you, you did. You did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did show up. I'm just saying. <laughs> I believe that is your car outside. He drove it here. That's fair. <laughs> you got in. That's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go thumb sideways. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go thumbs. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I mean, why not? It sounds interesting. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but 
Why not? Take it. Was that a uh, was that a British joke? It totally was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go thumb thumb sideways, uh, just because I, I don't history that much either, and it's just not something that interests me all that much. Um, Matt, let's talk about Starship Starship Troopers. So this game is made for Tabitha, <laughs> hands down. A war game studio called the Aristocats. Aristocrats. <laughs> you want you want to start over? Yeah. <laughs> let's just. From the very beginning. Now I'm uh, picturing the Aristocrats doing the Lizzo song again. <laughs> yes! I'm picturing the Aristocats trying to program a video game without thumbs. So <laughs> While humming Lizzo. Obviously. <laughs> this just went so off the rails. Um, all right, Are you surprised? So, no, not at all. <laughs> Starship Troopers is getting a new PC video game. Made by the war game studio Aristocrats. <laughs> the game is uh, going to release next year for PC via Steam, and it's going to drop you right into the 1997 film universe, just as the human colony is being overrun by the arachnids. It's a blend of classic real-time mechanics, tower defense, and tactical deployment of units. So it's kind of a whole bunch of things all mashed into one style-wise, so that should be interesting to see how they pull that off. They're hoping to capture the essence of the original movie, and in this, uh, in the game, they are going to, with the mechanics and everything they've got, they're going to give you multiple solutions for all of the problems slash situation scenarios that you run across. So there won't be just one way to get through every, like, battle. I think it sounds fun. I've always really enjoyed real-time strategy games, and that kind of sounds what the basis for this is going to be. So I'm going to go thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I'm not a gamer. I've never seen Starship, Starship Troopers, and I can't even say the name. But <laughs> this sounds cool. Thumbs up. Pick it. Um, so is this going to be kind of like Command and Conquer? That's kind of what it sounds like, but there's also going to be other elements to it, like the tower defense kind of situation. Sure, sure. So, so initially I was going to give it a thumbs up, not because of the game itself, but because... Of the franchise. Mm. I mean, let, let's be honest for a second. In 1997, did anybody see Starship Troopers and think, hey, this is going to be a thing in, you know, what, <laughs> 20 years from now? No, nobody said that. Uh, and yet here we are. Uh, so hats off to them. But hearing more about the game itself, actually, I, I'm giving it a thumbs up because I would enjoy playing the game. Yeah. I love those kinds of games. Tabitha. Um, little known fact about me, Starship Troopers is my favorite movie of all time. Is it a little known fact? Shut up, Matt. So I didn't know it. So. Like it's little known to the people around us. Okay. I mean, well, I think I knew this. I think you've said that before. Yeah. So little pick it, new news for you. So <laughs> it's like Starship Troopers, Casablanca. Like those are my like top two movies of all time. Like you have a like a hard boiled classic movie and then Starship Troopers right above it. I love this movie. Um I don't video game because it stresses me out like it sends my anxiety off the charts and I have no hand-eye coordination, but I would love to watch someone play this because I want to sit in the background and scream, I'm going to go kill some bugs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch this happen. So I need someone to play it that's skilled. I'm going to call Brie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think earlier this week, Warner Brothers... Um, uh, in a, like a report from Variety, Warner Brothers is basically saying how like they're trying to figure out how to make Superman relevant for uh, modern audiences. <clears throat> so that uh, prompted Neil Gaiman to tweet out saying, "Quote: You don't make it relevant; you make it inspiring." So thumbs down to Warner Brothers, but total thumbs up to Neil Gaiman. That is exactly what Superman is supposed to be. He is supposed to be inspiring, mm -hmm. and a character mm -hmm. like that. You make it, he's relevant for all times, in my opinion. Pick it. Yeah, in terms of relevance, I mean, as long as you keep the core values of Superman, that's all you need. Uh, so I, I, I echo exactly what Mitch just said. Tabitha. I mean, I get it in today's, you know, world and political climate. Like, Superman is a little too idealistic, I think, for most people. And I think for the younger generation, that's what they're going to look at. Like, you have. Batman, you have your anti-hero, and then you have your, like, your good, your, good, your good guy. Like, you're almost too good guy. And I think at a time now where we're looking at, like, no one being a good guy, like, realistically, it's hard to make people care about Superman. And I get that. Like, I think Superman's going to die off eventually. Like, I've had this conversation with somebody else. Um, I think we're losing our 
core values, and I think Superman, Captain America, those good guy characters, like, embody those core values, and I think eventually they will die off and be replaced with somebody else. Um, not just die off in the comics and then be brought back to life, but... <laughs> that never happens. I was just going to say right? that. Never <laughs> That's no. never happened at all, but I, I do think we're losing those kind of characters, and people are losing their ability to connect with those kind of characters, but I think we need those kind of characters, so I agree with Neil Gaiman 100%. Matt, I don't really have anything additional to say, just essentially echoing everybody else's sentiments on this. So thumbs up for Neil Gaiman, for sure. Uh, Tabitha, what's Jay-Z doing? <laughs> it's got 99 problems and you're suing a book company. Okay, <laughs> so... I guess he's got 100 problems now. <laughs> so Jay-Z says that the Australian books and fashion seller, Little Homie, has infringed on his trademarks. In 2017, the company raised eight grand on Kickstarter to create a book called AB to Jay-Z, which teaches kids the alphabet, which also I want this. That's fine. Um, the back of the book says, if you're having alphabet problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but my ABCs ain't one. Oh, my gosh. Um, you guys all know how I feel about Jay-Z. I need this in my life. But Jay-Z's legal team has asked for the company to see sales of the book until all the legalities can be worked out. Uh, because this book actually teaches the alphabet in rap lyrics. It's not just Jay-Z that's in here, but he's like the main one, obviously, with the title and the thing on the back. Um, this has been ongoing since 2017. And as of right now, the book and coloring book of the same name are still available on their website. So thumbs down for trademark and copyright infringement, because that's not cool. Thumbs up for the book. I also kind of want it, but I'm like middle ground because I don't want to be <clears throat> that guy. So... Matt, I mean, no, you shouldn't, you know, copyright infringement is is bad. You know, don't do that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but at the same time, like most of these rappers make more than enough money. And if this is something that's promoting literacy, just just go with it. Like it's a it's doing a good thing. I, maybe they maybe the way the company went about it wasn't the right way to do it. But at the same time, every once in a while, something like this shows up. And again, it's doing a good thing. Just chill out, back off, let it happen. So I, I don't know. I Thumbs down for the way that they did it, but thumbs up for the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Thumbs up for the idea of it. I really wish, and I don't know if they even thought to or whatever if they did, but like, I really wish they had reached out to Jay-Z and these mm. other people first because, you know, they may have been like, oh, yeah, this is a good cause. Go ahead and do right. it. But if they did it without their knowledge, which it sounds like mm-hmm. this is what happened, you know, like if Jay-Z just looks the other way for this one, then that's going to open up yeah, plenty of other doors. That's fair. You know, oh, this is also for a good cause. Just look away, Jay-Z. It's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, then Jay-Z runs out of money. And then yeah. what's he going to do? He's going to well, have a hundred problems. Let's be honest. He already has a hundred problems. He's going to have a hundred and one problems. He's going to have a hundred and one problems. One more problem. <laughs> Let's be honest. Jay-Z ain't running out of money anytime soon. Right. And that's and that's kind of like... All a, it takes is one bad investment, Mitch. True. <laughs> but, um, but I guess, and that also kind of leads to this as well, because it's like, you know, dude, you're rich. You're not yeah. you're, you're not missing anything on this one. But again, it's, it's kind of like the principle for me. So yeah. So, yeah eh. so I guess just a solid thumb sideways. Pick it. Uh, thumbs up for the book. Thumbs down for all the other crap. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Also, you said the guy's name is Little Homie? Uh, the book company's name is yeah. Little Homie. Okay. Reminds you of those oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Reminds you of those uh, things you got out of like gumball machines or whatever. You remember those? Like oh, homies? Yeah. Yo, yeah. 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 So fun fact, uh, or fun story or little thing here, a slight aside, I know, for me. We never do that. No, no. Uh, I used to be a president of a local uh, volunteer organization, um, and we did a haunted house every year. And uh, during Haunted House, they would bring in prisoners to help us like unload trucks and stuff, uh, which was really cool. Um, but they all have, they, when you're in prison, I guess everybody gets like nicknames and stuff. Uh, so I was given my nickname uh, of Big Homie. Well, I am now like half that size. So am I now Little Homie? Is this about me? Jay-Z's real mad at you. I yeah. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to be on Jay-Z's bad side. No. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go by Little Homie just yet. Okay. Yeah, no, wait I'll for this off. to hold wait on. for this to blow over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, though, Pickett, um, I guess you know if you were to like win this lawsuit, maybe you could fly on a uh, Star Wars themed plane. I, I really appreciate that uh, that segue there. It was uh, it was fairly smooth. 
<laughs> um, so United Airlines has uh, created this beautiful plane um, that is 100% Star Wars themed. Uh, as a matter of fact, both sides uh, of the plane, as you look at it one side, it's all decorated like the dark side. On the other side of the plane, it's decorated like the, you know, the, the, the light side. The cool thing about it is, is, is that not just on the outside, on the inside too, one half of the, all the seats are all like, you know, the dark side. Mm-hmm. It, it's really cool. Plus your flight attendants are stormtroopers, which is kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> everybody who flies on this plane gets a little like swag bag. I'm putting air quotes up. I, that's not what they called it, but honestly, it's just super freaking cool. You can book this flight by looking for the plane's tail number because it's going to be going all over. It's not just going to be doing one one way or whatever, <clears throat> uh, or round trip in just one place. No, okay, I can't, I can't. It's not just it's not just flying one place and back. Right, it's right. So they're 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 kind of rotating it out. Gotcha. Uh, so that's how they're 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 booking it out. But uh, it's just super cool. And and they they've themed everything after this. Uh, it's not just the plane, not just the seats, not just the stormtroopers, but even stuff like the. Uh, like when you're tracking your plane, it's an X-wing. Oh, oh. That's super cool. Uh, it's, so it's all those little things. It's super awesome. Uh, it's really neat. A thumbs up, obviously. Damn <laughs> them. Uh, giant thumbs up. I I love this idea. I think it's super cool, and I think it would really determine who your friends are by where you sit. Like you know what I mean? Like a group of us get on this plane. Who goes where? Well, we all know where I go. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did nobody I'm, want to say the dark side? Because I'm just going to say it. I mean, I mean, that was we, a given. Yeah. Where else would I go? <laughs> um, I'm also going huge thumbs up. My only concern is if uh, the uh, flight attendants are dressed like stormtroopers. I hope they don't miss pouring my drink and pour it on my lap. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just You're real welcome. quick. The uh, the tail number, if you are wanting to try to fly this, it's N36272. Uh, for me, I can't, as much as I want to, I cannot give this a full thumbs up because you guys know I don't like to fly. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, but if you did like to fly... Then yes, I'd be all over this. <laughs> but even though, even though I'm not going to do like a Star Wars plane, Matt, tell me about a Star Wars Frappuccino. <laughs> So this second, is not second decent segue. This is not a sec. This is not a Star Wars drink you can get on said plane. Um, you can get a Baby Yoda Frappuccino from Starbucks. It's not actually on the menu. Starbucks hasn't endorsed this, but if you know how to order it, you can get a drink that basically looks like Baby Yoda. So how to order it is you just order a a matcha mm-hmm. yeah a matcha green tea frappuccino. Ask them to add caramel drizzle to the cup. That'll be the cloak for Baby Yoda. And then you ask them to top it off with whipped cream, caramel, and if available, caramel ribbon crunchies. I love the matcha green tea drinks, but this looks really kind of gross. So I'm going to go thumbs down on this idea. Yeah, I'm going to have to go thumbs down. Yes, it looks cool. It looks like Baby Yoda, but A, the flavor profile sounds disgusting. (laughs) B, you know, like the even the tweet that kind of spawned this, you know, it says my friends at totallythebomb.com are on a mission to make baristas hate their guts, lol. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of the guy like, let's make it simple. Let's not make it. Because mm-hmm. I know if I worked at Starbucks and somebody tried to order that from me, I'd, I'd be rolling my eyes harder than Tabitha does. And that's saying something. Pick it. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Me either. <laughs> I'm also giving this a thumbs down. I love all the little uh, you know, frappuccinos and stuff that uh, they come out with at Starbucks. Uh, and some of them are really cool. Some taste amazing. Uh, this doesn't sound interesting at all. Like, actually, it sounds kind of terrifying. Like, I don't want to drink Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to give that a thumbs down because, hey, like you said, the flavor profile sounds just gross. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, giant thumbs down. I love green tea lattes, and I have had the green tea frappuccino, but, like, add caramel to that? Like, I can't think of, I literally can't think of anything worse that you could put together at Starbucks. Like, caramel and that green tea, like, sounds disgusting. And also, I agree with Pickett, I don't want to drink Baby Yoda. 
That's good for me. Uh, drink him like he's drinking that soup. Aww. Aww. He's so cute. It's better than eating that frog. R.I.P. that frog. <laughs> I, I haven't seen this yet. So It's worth it just for that moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally watching when I get home. You're going to watch it and go... Oh, like 40 times. I keep saying, I want one. I want one. He's going to get a stream one. of messages from Pickett <laughs> <laughs> while he's watching it. Oh, gosh. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Not unlike the stream of messages that were going on last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. We're almost there, guys. Dying. We're almost there. <sighs> so I have so many things to add, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vault Comics has announced a uh, holiday sale through January 1st. Uh, they are doing a pay-what-you-want sale on a big selection of their digital comics on their online store, which is store.vaultcomics.com. And this is just a sample of the titles that are available. There are way more on the website. But um, titles like Alien Bounty Hunter, Cult Classic Return to Whisper, Deuce of Hearts, Frendo, and Wasted Space. Nice. Um, yeah, and so like with this pay-what-you-want sale... Uh, 50% of all sales during this time are going to be donated to the buyer's choice of one of three different nonprofits. Uh, there's the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Family Prom- Promise, or Room to Read. So, Room to Read supports girls' education and literacy in the developing world. Uh, family Promise supports families facing homelessness throughout North America. And the National Alliance for Mental Illness supports care for mental illness throughout the USA. Get yourself some comics. Awesome. Save yourself some money and donate to an awesome cause. So this isn't life. I love this. And are we, are we done with gut reaction? Yes, we are done. Okay, with gut so reaction. this, this yes. is not. This was not. If one of you those. give this anything other than a thumbs up, <laughs> I'm gonna be mad at you. I was. I was actually. I was going to give it a thumb sideways, but I'll tell you why. Because I can't pick between which one of those charities I'd want to give to. Then buy make, a make different purchases. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, thumbs up. Then. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Not that you were asking, but I'm giving it. There you have it. So, one one last Christmas story before we get into uh, Guilty Pleasure or Dumpster Fire. Tabitha, let's talk about a Christmas carol going Dungeons & Dragons style. So, a Kickstarter for a Dungeons & Dragons adventure based on a Christmas carol has finally been fully funded. Um, the quest is set in a small town called Grace that can be added into any standard D&D setting. Um, it's a one-shot adventure for five to seven characters and tells the story of evil, evil supernatural beings that want to prevent Scrooge's redemption. Um, they have not hit their stretch goals yet. Their stretch goals actually include little 3D model printings of characters and then it's not just a digital download, but I think they need like 15 grand to get to that still. The digital versions that have been paid for will be shipped after all the payments are received through oh. the Kickstarter, um, which is unfortunately going to mean after Christmas, which I think is Aww. lame. So you're going to have to wait till next Christmas to play Dungeons and Dragons Christmas Carol at Christmas, but they Aww. tried. Uh, I think this is awesome. Like, I love these Dungeons and Dragons, like, sets that come in from other things that bring things that are, like, pop culture into Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons. But now they're doing, like, literature-based ones, and if they keep doing this, I'm going to have to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. So... <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry in advance. <laughs> I think this is amazing. And if I were to get this, even if I were to get it after January, I think I would still have to break it out. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know? For sure. Yeah, but yeah like, this this sounds so fun and such like, it's it's like an original take mm-hmm. on a Christmas classic, yeah. which is fantastic. I mean, I love A Christmas Carol. I read it every year because it's such a short, quick little read. And this really lends itself to a Dungeons and Dragons setting because like, a Christmas Carol, like, is creepy and scary, and yes. it is not the Disney cartoon Scrooge McDuck version. Like, it, that is not what the Christmas Carol is. Christmas Carol is upsetting and bleak and, like, gives me the chills every single time I read it, because it's, you know, classic, angry Charles Dickens. So, I want this, and I don't even play Dungeons & Dragons, but this is another thing that I want to watch somebody play, so as soon as one of those hits YouTube, I know what I'm doing with my time. <laughs> But you can't say that you've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I cannot. I cannot say that. Well, I guess we didn't really actually play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, but... I have indeed, yeah. in a previous life, played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. So this was so much fun. We're going to we're going to get into guilty pleasure or dumpster fire. Oh. 
And this month, <clears throat> it's going to it's on the Star Wars Holiday Special. For the longest time, <laughs> what we're about to talk about was only a myth for those who didn't see it when it originally aired. Um, as it has been told, George Lucas was so embarrassed by how the final product turned out that he did everything he could to prevent uh, prevent it from ever seeing the light of day again. <laughs> While it has never been officially released on home video or any streaming services, the Star Wars Holiday Special has been uploaded to YouTube for the last three years that I checked. Um, In that time, it's been viewed more than 565,000 times, with 11,000 upvotes and only 389 downvotes. I feel like I should go downvote this right now. Right? With a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's finally time for... It's that high? Yes, that's. <laughs> but like the the uh, audience score is only like nineteen percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the critics, I get. Well, it's it's weird because it said it didn't have a critic score, but the tomato meter was thirty three percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hippo <laughs> and I just became three hundred and ninety six and three hundred and ninety seven. <laughs> It's finally time for us to decide if this special, which stars the original cast, is a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire. So if you're just now listening to us talk do it, do one of these, we basically we have four questions that we're going to talk about. What was wrong with this? How does it compare to prior viewings? Are there any redeeming qualities? And then finally, is it a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire? Um, Tabitha, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. Let's go ahead and start with you. What's wrong with the holiday special. Do we have like six hours to sit here for me to tell you what's wrong with this or no? Also, I upvoted it to counteract one of Why your... Why are you, you such are... a monster? Well, I downvoted it, so I just negated your upvote. <laughs> okay. Alert, I guess we all know where this is going. <laughs> I said two things last night. I have either had not enough wine or not enough drugs. And then I proceeded that with... I need a hospital. (laughs) I have no earthly idea what the hell we watched last night. Like, I really just don't. Like, the weird holographic, like, I just, I can't. can't. Like, I was worried I was going to have nightmares. Like, I'm not even kidding. Mm. Um, The first thing I said was, oh, my God, how much makeup is Mark Hamill wearing? (laughs) Like, he had on... What's the first thing you said? He had on more makeup than I have worn collectively in my entire life (laughs) on it one time. Like, it looked like his face was made of wax. And I was like, is this someone wearing a Mark Hamill, like, house of wax (laughs) face? Like, I thought we were, like, combining our Guilty Pleasure, like, dumpster fire movies. I'm like, what is going on? And then then Wookiee porn happened. And I just... (laughs) I bowed out after... Wookie porn. Oh. Also, God love Carrie Fisher. I need that woman to have never sang in her life. <laughs> I just, this was the biggest mess, and I, I, I'm done. Pick it. What was wrong with it for you? What the actual fuck? <laughs> so, I have never seen this before last night. I turn it on. There's, what, ten freaking minutes of Wookiee conversation with no damn subtitles. Wookiee porn! There is so much wrong with this movie. So much! As a matter of fact, it would be much easier, much easier to tell you what is not wrong with it. And the only thing not wrong with it is nothing! Do you feel better? I feel like you've been holding that in. You don't know. You don't even know. You don't. I mean, our group chat last night, like, I was rolling. Like, we were we were watching it at the same time that you had just you'd turned started it, on. it. Yeah. We were, like, nearing the end, and I'm just like. Yeah, right. Like, I, we got done with the movie, and I'm like, I need a hospital. And you already texted Mitch about it. Yeah. I sent him a Snapchat, and I'm like, what is happening? Also, this is the reason they never made a Wookiee movie. Like, yeah. you thought you listening to, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie of just, like, And why are you wearing an apron? You got fur. <laughs> Doesn't want to get dirty. You gotta comb have, out the crumbs. <laughs> have you ever gotten gum in your hair? I'm just saying. I'm getting crumbs no. in my beard, and it's not pleasant. I just... It's like, well, why 
Why were they in like a 1950s treehouse? Like, what was that? Like, with fantastic special effects. Like, oh when, my God. when, um, Lumpy or whatever the kid, like, <laughs> <laughs> when it's like, when Lumpy is like walking along at the very beginning, you know, like, oh, he's walking on the, the, like, the yeah, railing. Really? And it's totally a green screen. Also, I was like, is he gonna fall? Is this why the drama starts? Like, I was waiting on <laughs> Child Lumpy to, like, take a nosedive off the, like, balcony of their 1950s treehouse. But yeah. So, I will agree with Pickett in that the Wookiees probably shouldn't have been the protagonists of this um, no. piece. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, even though, like, you kind of got an idea of what they were saying, but, you know, whatever. Did you? <laughs> I love it. I mean, I got some context, but mostly I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> also, like some of the interactions between uh, <clears throat> some of the other characters, and I was trying to look up the uh, the mom Mama Wookie's name Mala. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um, I kept thinking about Nala from Lion King. <laughs> some of the interactions between like Luke Skywalker and Mala, and then the uh, like when he's like. Come on, give me a smile. Like that didn't <laughs> age well. No. And like later on, when the uh, the shopkeeper, like before he gives Mala her present, has to say, uh, he's like, you know, oh, come on, give me a little kiss. Like, <laughs> like that didn't. Mm, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting <laughs> decisions that were made I- for this movie and. I am sure a lot of cocaine also was involved in the in the development and production of this holiday special. But hey, at least there was some kind of white stuff. Um, you keep saying holiday I, special. What was the holiday? What, right? what was the holiday? Life day. Life day. But is it a birthday? Is it? That's so, that's version of Christmas. Everybody got a present. That was the only thing holiday about any of this entire special yeah, there was like, nothing else there was no snow there were no trees that everybody got a present there was a tree house the tree house not a tree it wasn't decorated like with lights and stuff well, ornaments it was <laughs> also i just have to say okay two things one why is it that of the wookies mala is the only one that had a name that was Wookie-ish, and then there was Itchy and Lumpy. I'm what? guessing. I'm guessing Itchy is short for Itchbaka, and <laughs> Lumpy is short for Lumpbaka. <laughs> That's sad. I'm changing your name in my phone to Lumpbaka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. To be honest with you, I, I don't. I don't know how to, to tell you that. That's your new name. <laughs> and speaking of Itchy, what was with that awful underbite? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand that. That's- I don't know if you noticed, but like, because Itchy, like, he's like the grandpa or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, he's got a cane or whatever. There was one part where, um, oh, I don't remember if it was like when the, the bad guys first got there or whatever, or maybe it was when the shopkeeper got there, but like, he like ran to the door. It's like, bro, you have a cane. <laughs> you shouldn't be that active. There are a couple of moments like that where like, you were just using a cane and now you're not. What's going on here? Listen, and now I'm calm a little bit. I, I do want to add a couple of things. Uh, there, there were some of the biggest problems with this film is the chemistry that all the main characters had in the original films was completely lost in this. Uh, it, it, it literally looked like these guys had gotten together for the very first time and just shot a movie together. They didn't know each other. It was weird. It was awkward. The whole thing was just weird. What if they actually made this before they made A New Hope? See, my theory about this is that they were, none of them, like, scheduling conflicts or something, because they were all obviously not together at the beginning, because they were, like, parceled off, like, individually into little groups or whatever. I think that was probably, like, a scheduling thing, and then they finally, like, got a moment where they could all be together for that end scene, because they all, they looked different in that end mm-hmm. scene than they looked in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like how long did it take you to make this and why did you invest so much of your time i take it you guys have never seen this before no i thought i had watched this like i thought i had you would remember i would definitely remember (laughs) even better i did watch it and i blocked it out of my brain this was actually my second time seeing this we saw this on christmas last year uh, because my brother's girlfriend like 
wanted it as a Christmas present, and there are like bootleg DVD versions of it available. <laughs> and so my mom found one on Amazon. So, um, but yeah, so like we watched it, and that day, like it was later in the day, I was kind of tired, groggy. I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't giving it the full attention it deserves. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was, I was able to like appreciate just how awful this was. <laughs> Any redeeming qualities? Matt, we'll start with you on this one. I, I know that Tabitha is going to echo this, but uh, B. Arthur, period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's it. That's the only redeeming quality. And not her singing, just her as the bartender. Definitely. Yeah, if I could go to any bar where B. Arthur was my bartender, I would go and I would be an alcoholic because I would be there every day. Um, Leia's little speech at the end about how, like... All groups, no matter what we look like or where we're from, we all need to, you know, come together. Like, that, like, if she would have just stopped there and not saying, like, I would have been like, oh my god, feelings, good job, Carrie Fisher. Like, hmm, but no, she didn't. She sang. Um, so yeah, B. Arthur and then Leia's little speech at the end, and that's, that's it. I mean, I did get to look at young Harrison Ford for a couple hours, so that's fine. <laughs> Pick it. Um, you know, uh... I, I agree. The only the only <laughs> decent thing about that movie were honestly those scenes, uh, and they weren't even that great. <laughs> honestly, they it was just a bad movie. I really enjoyed the B. Arthur scene, just like just in general. Like I thought, I thought it was fun. Um, <clears throat> I appreciated what they were trying to do because you've seen plenty of other holiday specials that follow the same formula that they did you know um where it'll have like it's almost like a variety show-esque you know mm-hmm. right so i appreciate what they tried to do didn't really deliver on it yeah although the the cartoon with boba fett that was okay with hans Absolutely. melted face <laughs> also <clears throat> that totally screwed with continuity Oh, we can't even <laughs> talk about continuity of this film. We I just mean, can't. obviously they couldn't afford to do the scenes that they did with the animation if they would have done them in like live action because those were like the like shoot them up, spaceships flying around kind of scenes. Like they did it for cost effectiveness, but the animation of that was terrifying. Like we paused <laughs> it at one point and I looked up and it was just like super coked out of his mind, Luke Skywalker with like these giant like eyeballs just like staring into my soul. And I was like, no, make that stop looking at me. So final question, guilty pleasure or dumpster fire? Dumpster fire. <laughs> I am going guilty pleasure. Yes. Yes. This is awful. But this is the epitome of what a guilty pleasure should be. Like, yes, I recognize this is awful and disturbing. And George Lucas was right. This shouldn't see the light of day. (laughs) But for reasons unbeknownst to me, I still love this. And I will probably watch it again next year. Matt. This is 100% dumpster fire. I, yes. George Lucas was right that this should have been hidden and tucked away and never seen the light of day because this I mean we've seen we've watched things that are guilty pleasures that are awful this just doesn't even this is below that bar Tabitha very few things make me uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) I am very laid back I am usually not super offended by basically anything Um, but the second that that old man put on VR Wookiee porn (laughs) I was out. Oh, oh, I know what you want. (laughs) I got you a little something special. And the like seductive, like, oh my, like, I have never felt more uncomfortable. Like, you know how like you're in a room and you're watching a movie and your parents are there and all of a sudden there's a sex scene? Like, that's what I felt like was happening. But the only people in the room were Matt and I. And I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable and embarrassed and there's no one to be embarrassed around. Like, what is happening? Like, I was like watching this like through my fingers. Like, what is going to happen? This is not child friendly at no, all. No. Holy crap. Like I was like waiting for like a cute little kids show, like kids variety Christmas show. This is not what I got. I got Wookie porn. <laughs> so I base my dumpster fire on or guilty pleasure on if it's a something I would rewatch or something just for like nostalgia sake or 
I would enjoy watching again. If I ever see this again, I will burn it. I want to buy all the copies on Amazon and burn them. I want to help George Lucas get rid of this forever. And ever. Amen. (laughs) So there you have it. The Star Wars holiday special is a dumpster fire. As much as I hate to say that. I want to talk real briefly, because we, we have a few minutes left, but there are a couple other stories I do want to definitely talk about. I want to briefly visit the John Boyega news desk, because he was a busy boy the last couple weeks. Right? <laughs> the first one, he uh, he weighed in, because apparently, with the whole Baby Yoda thing, people are taking sides. Team Baby Yoda, Team Porgs, in terms of, you know, which is the cuter one. John Boyega and Daisy Ridley also chimed in on this. They are both Team Baby Yoda. The thing about John Boyega, though, he faced the camera, um, you know, when he was interviewed, and mouthed the words, F Porgs. Oh, that's too much. I'm sorry. Baby Yoda is cute. He's adorbs. That's cool. That's fine. Whatever. Porgs are totally cuter, in my opinion. I, uh, I don't know that they're necessarily cuter, but you really don't need to have such a stark dividing line here for Baby Yoda versus Porgs. It's just... They can both be cute at the same time. Right. Porgs are just a different kind of cute. Porgs are animal cute. Baby Yoda is baby Yoda cute. Like there's a there's a difference. Like it's apples and oranges. Like they're a different they're a different thing. Yeah. Like baby Yoda, I wanna like put it in one of those little carriers for babies and walk around Target. But a porg, <laughs> a porg I wanna take to the park and play fetch with it. Like it's like a human and a and a puppy. Like <laughs> And while generally I would like the puppy more, uh, I don't know. I just, I love, I I would literally give my life for Baby Yoda. I would. He's the best. It's pretty intense. So, Pickett, where are you at on this? Uh, I, I... I mean, I know you haven't experienced Baby Yoda that right. much yet, but you know it exists. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's like Laura Dern, who was like, I saw Baby Yoda at a basketball game. In film. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> I, I saw the article. I didn't get to read it, though. I'll show you the video off okay, air. Okay, okay. Anyway, but um, yeah, where, where are you at? I don't I don't necessarily have like a... I, I can't pick between Baby Yoda and a Porg, uh, because uh, like it's already mentioned, they're, they're different. Um, but for me to really have like... In terms of the cuteness factor, I'd have to say a porg is cuter. And in terms of like the, I want to like you know Snuggle pet it, it and <laughs> yeah. with it. Uh, but Baby Yoda is just freaking adorable. So I don't know, but a porg is cuter in terms of a pet. There you go. Um, so John Boyega also, um, if you haven't heard, um, a cast member left their script at a hotel, <laughs> and then it ended yes. up being sold on eBay. And that cast member was none other than John Boyega. Well, yeah, he's just a mess of a human. <laughs> you know, apparently J.J. Abrams wasn't uh, wasn't very happy about it. Taking right. le- taking lessons from Tom Holland. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, we've got. Oh man, I want to do both of these stories, so we're gonna we're gonna go over a little bit. Tabitha, let's start with you and talk about a fry shortage. Okay, guys. So this is this is dangerous news. Since Mother Nature was drunk in October, um, some of the potato crops failed, and now we're being punished because global warming by a possible fry shortage. So Travis Blacker with the Idaho Potato Commission. How do I get that job? Um, <laughs> said that fry demand has been high and the supplies cannot keep up. A little bit of math for you. 18% of Manitoba, Canada, which is where like 80% of the potatoes for McDonald's french fries are grown, lost 18%. Like 18% of their potatoes went completely unharvested this year. Um, It won't affect, because obviously french fries are frozen, this won't affect it until probably 2021 or late 2020, but we are looking at a possible hike in grocery front, like grocery sales french fries, or a complete shortage in french fries. Because when, like, the potatoes that are grown for french fries are different than potatoes that are grown for just, like, whatever. Like, they are these... Especially McDonald's potatoes. Right, because they're these long, lengthy potatoes where, you know, you get, you know a long french fry out of it versus, you know, like a home fry, which you get from like a super round, chunky little Idaho potato. But we're going to have a fry shortage, guys. 
This is this is this is how global warming starts. This is the first thing we run out of, which is potatoes, which is like ninety percent of my diet. So I'm just gonna die. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, as far as I'm concerned, this is the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. The day when I can't get a French fry, it's all over. And like you know, if there's a shortage, I mean, can't really like drink vodka either. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a different potato. Don't ruin my moment, Tabitha. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Most vodka isn't potato-based anymore anyway. It's wheat-based. The more you know. Fine. I'm so sorry. It's all right. <laughs> um, the last story that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, Pickett, um, let's talk about how Russia is trying to keep cows calm. Yes. <laughs> First of all, okay, so they, they've put, the, cow, the cows are using VR. Is it for Wookiee porn? <laughs> so when I posted this, it was before I watched this because my my little uh, move. I mean, I was gonna say they're watching movies. Oh my god! Oh, gosh, pick it. Carry on. <laughs> so you too. The the concept is to make a cow's mood better. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I really wish you had done that on purpose. (laughs) No, because I would I would have gotten shamed if I did that on purpose. I know that's why I wish you would have. (laughs) I I am definitely afraid of being shamed. I don't know why. That's the main reason why he hasn't been here. That's what it is. That's right. That's why he moved to Lincoln. I moved to Lincoln to escape the shame bell, (laughs) which I furnished. <laughs> I have created a monster. That's all there is. No, um, I was already a monster. You I just was gave to the bell. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but so to put cows in a better mood, they're they're putting them in VR, putting them in better surroundings and such to help with milk production, which I think is really cool. I'm a little jealous because I don't have a decent set of VR goggles myself, and now they've got they're just giving them to cows. Are they but, just like uh, walking around in a pasture in there? Is that what's happening in their little cow headsets? <laughs> or are they going on like hobbit adventures and stuff? Like, they're, I know. they're swimming across rivers and finding islands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about those cows on the regular now, just so you guys know. <laughs> like I think about them sometimes. <laughs> Is there somebody I can call about this? Find out, find out any updates on the cows? <laughs> I just I can't right now. Um, I I don't know that if they're uh, I don't remember reading if the cows are just like out wandering with VR goggles, running into each other. <laughs> <laughs> Move just, over! Come on, Bessie. My my beef is like I hope it's. Oh. Not- <laughs> what? Your beef. <laughs> Intentional. I didn't try and pick it for an unintentional one. Give my bell back. I don't care. You should have thought that one through. What have I, I ever I, thought I, anything through? I can't believe the man who just said move over got mad because she said beef. <laughs> and it was obvious that her thing was just completely like, oh. like you my beef with that. I'm worried that these cows are just like trapped in like a small little like merp and they have these vr headsets on which is giving them the illusion that they're having a good life but really they're just being milked to death if somebody <laughs> says something about illusion i'm gonna lose do you think that they have like a different set of vr goggles for the cows that are sent to slaughter so that they don't see it coming oh my god <laughs> mitch just made me a vegetarian <laughs> Well, I guess. Turned over at least a lettuce one because it's all I eat now. <laughs> I guess if you were to do that, though, like you, you might like accidentally break the VR headset. <laughs> might get sliced up. Oh, my God. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your whole existence. <laughs> just like you as a, like a human. I feel like I just killed this conversation much like I... Hypothetically killed poor Bessie. Um. You're fired. <laughs> so I, I'm just gonna go home and cry. <laughs> okay. That was my story, and now I feel like a complete jerk. <laughs> you shouldn't. I should. Oh my gosh. I he know doesn't. what I've done. <laughs> I know. What I've done. <laughs> 
So that is all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. We'll be back next week. Uh, but in the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, where we'll be posting news throughout the week. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye! bye.